At Scotiabank Arena today, Tina, the Leafs versus the Preds tonight. That's a game you can catch right here on TSN 1050 tonight. Pre-game at 7, puck drop at 7.30. That yep. half an hour, big difference maker. I know when it comes to getting a little bit of sleep, so make note of that. We also have friend of the show and the guy that was keeping my seat warm for a lot of the past couple of the weeks, yes. Josh Cloak from The Athletic. How's it going today, Josh? I, I, I did not do nearly as well a job as, as you. Those were Dude, really I just brought you in and I had my mic down. I don't I'm, know if the standard's high. No, I, I, I think you're just doing that to make me feel comfortable, which I appreciate, but big shoes to fill. I hope I did all That's right. why she's a professional. She knows how to make people feel good and yeah. comfortable. Yeah, now you're feeling That's loose, it. right? I feel great. Uh, Austin Matthews, not playing tonight. It's the story of the day. We saw him take morning skate. He stayed out quite a bit longer with fellow scratches in Ben and Simmons. Just kind of give us your read on Austin Matthews and his situation right now. I don't know how serious it is. Um, And I suppose that should inspire some confidence with Leafs fans. But the reason I say that is if you watch him closely at morning skate, which I did, he was moving really, really well, Mm -hmm. right? If he was moving kind of gingerly, you would think maybe it's a little more serious. Yeah. Uh, And if it was like at all serious, would he have even taken morning skate? Right. So um, I I, stayed out later also like he did. Yeah. He stayed out for quite a long time. I think he was the last one on there, uh, maybe to just avoid talking to people like me. But um, (laughs) smart. No, I I, I think that it's not all that serious. You know, Sheldon Keefe said this is something that that Austin has been dealing with for a while. Um, And, you know, you've you've got a game against the the Red Wings coming up. Maybe it's one that you can maybe you can sit him in there in that one as well. So I don't know how serious it is listed as day to day. Again, when you watch him in morning skate, it's not the kind of thing that that looks like he's he's really it's it's really kind of holding him back. Yeah, we were talking about this prior. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Like, do you think that whatever ailment or injury that that he has right now? It could maybe be a reason for you know the slower scoring pace that he's been on this year. Like it just seems like he's been a little bit off the mark sometimes this season. Like, do you think that has any impact? I mean, sometimes the right answer is the simplest one, mm-hmm. right? Like this is kind of right in front of us that you know, okay, so he's been dealing with something that the coach says has existed for a while. Yeah. So maybe that's it. I mean, has Austin Matthews looked like the goal scorer he was last year? No. Has he looked really, really good defensively, and has he been trying to impact the game in other ways? Yes, right? And I think that's something that's really important to bring up here is that, you know, yeah, Austin Matthews isn't scoring at the pace that he was last year, but he's doing a lot of really, really important things, and he's becoming, again, he's taking another step to becoming that that 200-foot player that I think he's always kind of wanted to be. So, yeah, I mean, is it? We don't know what the injury is. I, I don't know if we will know. I, I, you know, ahead of coming on, I called it a state secret, and it's probably going to remain that way. Yeah. Um, but is it something that maybe impacts his shot a little bit? Yeah, he hasn't looked, you know, the same as last year. But like again, it's important to remember, he raised expectations so high last year. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to call it an anomaly, but I, like what we saw from Austin Matthews last season. Is that the kind of player we should expect him to be until he's like 32? What do you think? No. You don't think, do you think he scores 60 again? So, uh, like another friend of the show, Jonas Siegel, yeah. we did a, a thing before the season where we did some over-unders, and I took the under on, on 60 goals because it's really, really hard to do. So I, I think we just have to maybe pump the brakes a little bit with, with Austin Matthews and, and appreciate all the other 
you know, good things he does and that this is the time if you're going to get an injury, this is probably a better time to kind of get one than, than April, right? Uh, we're chatting with Josh Cloak uh, of The Athletic. And with the injury to Austin Matthews, Bobby McMahon gets a chance to make his NHL debut. Uh, you track the Marlies pretty closely. What should Leaf fans be expecting out of him tonight? I think Leafs fans are going to love him. Ooh. I, I honestly think Leafs fans are going to say, where has this guy been all my life? Something about the blue-collar <laughs> Alberta boy grinded his way through the minors. He's miners. got a bit of a motor. It's, it's, the, it's his style of play. Like yeah. he, 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 you, you use the word right, motor. Um, he's just a relentless style of player that, um, you know, he, he makes his hay on the forecheck. He's not afraid to go into the corners. He wins puck battles. He's got sneaky good size. And he plays a style that I think, you know, the Darcy Tucker-esque style. Oh. I know those are kind of, the, those are lofty expectations, <laughs> but he's the kind of guy that, that isn't afraid to kind of, to get physical. He's got great hands too. Like he can score. He set the Marley's um, record for, for goals by a rookie last year. Um, so there's some pedigree there, right? This isn't just, you know, a guy that you just call up. I think the fact that he had scored six points in his last three games for the Marlies and was named AHL Player of the Week, I think that was kind of just a, a bonus. Um, but I talked to, to Greg Moore, uh, Marley's head coach, about a week and a half ago, and I just asked him randomly, and I wrote about it at The Athletic, if there was a player, maybe the next Pontus Holmberg, who's the player that maybe we aren't, as the general public, aren't talking about enough as the next kind of Marley to make the jump. Um, and he didn't hesitate that long to say Bobby McMahon. And if you go back, Kyle Dubas has been talking about yeah. Bobby McMahon. Yeah. He's just been kind of dropping his name, you know, again and again in his last few avails. So this is a player that, A, the organization thinks very highly of, and B, I, I think is coming in with a ton of confidence, so that should impact his game in a positive way, right? What piece of his game do you think is the most NHL-ready? Uh, I, again, I think that, that energy, that, that motor, I, I think he is very, very eager and, and has the kind of right build to win puck battles. Um, that's why I will say I was a little surprised that it looks like he's going to slot in on the third line. He strikes me as a prototypical fourth-line player. Yeah. And the kind of fourth-line player that I think the Leafs are missing in that he can chip in some offense, right? Um, and, and I think it was good that he got into practice yesterday so he can feel you know, more and more comfortable. But it's his relentlessness, his physicality. You'll notice him in the corners. You'll notice the way that he can win a puck battle. You'll notice how strong his body positioning is and how he can turn off players really, really well and kind of get the puck, either, you know, move the puck to the center of the ice or carry the puck to the center of the ice. It's the way he can turn off players. Again, to look at him, he doesn't look very big, but the way he uses his body is really, really effective. I mean, I think it's a really good audition for him, not to look too much into the future, but, like, there's a lot of unrestricted free agents that, that this team has this upcoming summer and not going to be able to bring them all back. Like just the salary cap isn't going to allow it to happen. And Bobby McMahon, you, you noted how Kyle Dubas has been talking about him subtly over the course of the last couple of seasons. I remember strictly last year him talking about how they needed to see some of those AHL Marley players yep. break through. He was one of those names that were mentioned. He was kind of like the last guy that not a lot of people knew, and now he's getting his opportunity. Like is, is this an opportunity, maybe an audition to be in the – you know, background of the minds for next season when maybe this team could look a little bit different when you when you look at the the secondary and tertiary depth. 
If you look at the way this team is constructed, especially with the salary cap, let's assume all things being equal, they, they bring back the core next year. And I don't even want to get into that kind of discussion. Oh but but let's assume that they bring back the core next year. They are always going to have to, Kyle Dubas is always going to have to bring in those players on AHL or sorry NHL minimum deals, players that are kind of looking for a second chance. He's made a number of these bets in the past, and they've paid off really well. It makes a little bit more sense to make a bet on a player that is familiar with the organization. That's why I think getting Bobby McMahon in now makes a lot of sense because, yeah, if you have him kind of penciled in as your fourth line right winger next year, get him some reps now. Um, but again, this is a player that, that I think the organization is very high of. And I do think as well, if you're the Leafs, it's all. And it, so there's other players with the Marlies right now that you could argue maybe deserve the call up Joey Anderson among them who I think is a fantastic AHL player but hasn't really put it together yet with the Leafs but if you're Kyle Dubas and you're the Leafs management group you can use the example of like a Bobby McMahon to sell to other college free agents or other free agents to say there is an opportunity there will be an opportunity here for the future yes we have some of the best offensive players in the world up front but there will be opportunity if you buy into kind of the tiered development system, you know, that they have. Bobby McMahon, let's not forget, he started on an AHL contract. Yeah. That's, to me, that's what's most impressive here is that he worked his way up from an AHL deal to an NHL deal. And again, you can sell that to other prospects that you say, look, we like you. There's pieces in your game that we need to develop. But if you buy into our development model, there will be NHL time in the future. And I think that's why a game like tonight, Bobby McMahon playing at home, you know, ostensibly in the place of Austin Matthews, that matters a lot. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday with, with Todd Crocker, Toronto's development system. And, yep. you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a tough place to sell to free agents, but, like, if you're not from Toronto, you think of the taxes, you think of the pressure, it'd be easy to go elsewhere. So a really good development system I think is important in continuing to attract players. Uh, we're with Josh Cloak of The Athletic right now, and the other fallout from Austin Matthews not being in the roster today, Willie Nylander, top-line center. What did Sheldon Keith have to say about that, and what do you think of it? Well, I think you could probably play William Nylander in goal right now, and he'd do yeah, all the way he buzzed there. The way he's the way he's playing right now, the way uh, he's they might flying. need him on the back end if you know, injuries continue here. Yeah, they might. Look, I I think William Nylander. I, I don't know how relevant this is, but every time I think of William Nylander at center, I think back to the very first time I ever spoke to him, which was in training camp 2016, and that feels like a lifetime ago. But I, I just remember speaking to a very cheery William Nylander and asking him the question, would you rather play center in the wing? And William Nylander isn't the most uh, effusive player with the media. He's, he, you know, he doesn't love to go into a lot of detail. And, you know, that's a discussion for another day. But I just remember how eager he was to say, I want to play center. I, I, I really want to try being a center. And I, that always sticks out to me. And it's something that I kind of wonder if, you know, he's always kind of wanted to do is just, just play, you know, NHL center. And you're able, if you look at the way, how well he's playing, you know, how confident he is with the puck, um, how creative he is with the puck. Um, it, it, it makes a lot of sense to try and slot him in instead of bringing up a Marley that's playing center. So, yeah, I, I, this one is kind of, uh, you, I don't know if it's you get lucky, but it, it, it makes perfect sense to me to, to, to just put him at center because, again, I don't think this is a long-term thing for Austin Matthews. So 
Yesterday on Overdrive, uh, yeah. Mike Johnson was on the show, and, and he was talking about the Maple Leafs and how you know the time to be measured and patient has passed. It's time for Dubas to be aggressive and bold here at the deadline and, and make a move. I, I mean, what would you consider to be a bold move here when it comes to adding a big name, and would you agree to that? Is it time for them to really kind of put this thing over the finish line, make that big move, and give them the best chance to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, when you think about a window, I mean, you kind of think about the end of next season right now just because of where the contract situation is. I mean, and this is the year to get something done because, as we noted earlier in our chat, who knows what happens next season. Like, Is this the year to make something happen? Is this the year to, to make that big, big, bold move? I mean, with this core, every yeah. year is the year. Every single year is the year that you have to go all in, right? And I think they passed that kind of stop in the road a few years ago, right? And we've seen the kind of deadline deals that they've done. They're never done with kind of a... So what's that look like to you? Like, what's what's an all-in move for the Maple Leafs? And have we seen that yet from them? Well, I think Jake Muzzin was a pretty big deal, right? I think Jake Muzzin was the kind of piece that, that made you go... Yeah, they're 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 serious here. This is a Stanley Cup winner. I mean, the name that that just jumps out right away is Ryan O'Reilly, mm. right? And I I I, I hope we're going to talk about you know trade assets. Like I I think that's the kind of deal. Now we know he's injured, and we don't know exactly, you know, the extent of the injury and what he's going to look like when he comes back. But I, if you trust the pedigree of a player, like that's a deal. That's the kind of deal that makes everybody in the Leafs team group chat when it happens go. Oh, okay. Mm. Kyle Dubas has the kind of belief in this in us that he thinks we can go. And I think he, Kyle Dubas, has believed in this team for years. Yeah. But that's the kind of deal because that's something we sometimes forget is the ramifications in a team and the confidence that that builds. That players go, okay, this like it's it's real it's, now. Yeah. It's, it'd be like the David Price trade. I don't know if you remember Alex oh, Anthopoulos, but after. Uh, he had made the move to bring in David Price. He shared the story that he got a text from Jose Batista saying, is it true? And he said, yes, it is. And he was just like, holy crap, well, let's go. Okay. Well, the and year before, fired them yeah. up, and they went on a massive run to end the season. Wasn't division. it the year before where Jose Bautista got like visibly angry in an interview? that they, they didn't, didn't make a push. Because they, right. they didn't add anybody. Yeah. Um, Look, I think this Leafs team, as constructed, if everyone's healthy, and I'm not even including Jake Muzzin in that, but if this team, as constructed, is healthy, I think they're good enough. But, you know, and I was having this discussion again with, with Jonas Siegel yesterday, and I kind of said that. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, they're good. Like, why why make a move? And, and, you know, Jonas is counter. But Jonas is always push all your chips in all the time. And, and I do think there's something to that, um, because if you do that, it sends shockwaves through the team, and it also raises the, the the pressure and the expectations on the team, right? Really quickly, uh, before we go here, we're going to do an impromptu Curious Cloak. Oh, baby. If you're the Maple Leafs, would you rather give up your first-round pick or a top prospect to make one of these big moves happen? You would give up your first-round pick in a heartbeat to me because it, and I argued this in a story yesterday your first round pick has the potential to be like what 28th yeah the 29th the drop off to me and the, the numbers kind of back this up the, the, the drop off in the potential of the player that you get outside of the top 10 or 12 is pretty vast it's kind of a, a crapshoot after 10 12 15 now that and, and the good thing too is the first round pick holds more weight league-wide like you yes. can just throw that around right 
Um, I, that's why I didn't have the first round pick ranked very highly. I think the Leafs would happily give up their first round. So, how pick. many prospects do you think the Leafs would value mo- more than what their first round pick value is? I would argue maybe only you know, Nyes. Maybe you could put Nemal into that conversation. Outside of that, I would think that their first rounder would be would be the next best asset value. I think every team that's going to try and make a deal with the Leafs is going to ask about Matthew Nyes. Yeah. And I yeah. think they're going to get I don't I don't think he's untouchable because we don't know what kind of deals are offered and frankly like Matthew Nyes is a tremendous player. He's a unicorn. He might be a unicorn in terms of a prospect across the whole league. Mm-hmm. But does that make him untouchable? I don't think, you know, anything should be untouchable when you're trying to win a Stanley Cup. The Leafs value him very 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 highly and I think the Leafs you know, plan in some form and, and having him in the lineup at, at some point this year. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think we should expect, you know, some kind of deal to be made. And, and it feels like the first round pick is going to be at least the, the one in 2023, which, again, it could be very low first round. So to me, that's the one you probably part with. Well, it's always a pleasure to, to have you on here, Josh. Thank you so much for joining us as always. We'll chat again uh, real, real soon. Love it. Did I do okay? Did I did I feel in great. okay? It was Julia, great. Julia, I'm 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 I, I, you're the pro here, so I'm I'm kind of. Uh, I'm I can't even accept that moniker right now after not turning on my microphone to start this this segment. So unfortunately, <laughs> I can't accept. I, <laughs> you I were will, great. Yeah, I will remember that forever. Thank you for that. All right, we'll have you on again uh, real real soon. Uh, 